Hello and welcome to Retrospection. My name's Colin and I'm in a gynoid factory in Zone 7. Wow, that was a deep, deep pull, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, all I was going to say was that I'm Paul and uh, I'd kill for some gummy bears. <laughs> in each episode, we dive into a pool of cinema and TV and hope we find sunken treasure and not a disgusting floater. I wonder what we'll find. I don't know. This week. I don't know. In this episode, we're casting a critical eye over Sylvester Stallone's 1986 hit film, Cobra. The film follows a tough, on-crime street cop who must protect the only witness to a strange, murderous cult. Let's hear the trailer. Society is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Meet Cobra. He does the job nobody wants. Did you use unnecessary deadly force? I used everything I had. Do you know you have an attitude problem? Yeah, but it's just a little one. You think you would recognize me if you saw him again? The tall one? Yeah. The one that wants to kill you. Do what you have to do to get a lead on this maniac. And if I find him? Do what you do best. Stallone is... Cobra, the strong arm of the law. Not much dialogue in that one. Well, I mean, they had to watch the movie before they made the trailer. That's true. You know? um, At least we get a feel for those 80s synths. There's 80 Sinks, and that voiceover artist, he's classic, isn't he? I think he's in everything, right? He did yeah. all the voiceovers. <laughs> Every 80s thing. He's very enthusiastic, and he's very serious as well. It's what you need for pushing that film. <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably on the edge. He's probably had to sit through it. <laughs> That's true. Oh, jumping ahead. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah. Film is directed by George P. Cosmatis, although... I was going to say, is it? Yeah, there's some discussion about that. It's rumoured that Sylvester Stallone actually did the directing. This is a similar situation to Cosmatos' other film, Tombstone, in which he said that Kurt Russell was really the director. Yeah, I think recently Val Kilmer's pretty much confirmed that as well, hasn't he? Yeah, it seems to that. Mm -hmm. Cobra is written by Stallone, and of course he plays the lead character. Well, I mean, he wrote the screenplay, didn't he? Yeah, based on a book called Fur Game, which was later turned into another film. Yes, it was uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, I think, wasn't it? And Cindy Crawford. Yes. Do you think they're very similar? I mean, I've never seen Fur Game, so... I can't tell them apart. (laughs) I'll bet. So, yeah, this film originally comes from ideas that Stallone wanted to incorporate into Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Because, believe it or not, he was originally slated to play Axel Foley. That's right, but the, they, they didn't like the, how much the budget was going to have to be to fulfill all the action sequences that he wanted to write in there. Right, and he wanted to turn the script into a more serious action-orientated film, 
Mm-hmm. So when it failed, he jumped ship and Cobra was born. Yeah, little did he know he had Cannon mm. waiting in the wings, rubbing their little hands together. Yeah. On release, yeah. Cobra received mostly negative reviews, but made $160 million on a $25 million budget. Wow. For a canon movie, that's, that's amazing, really, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. The original cut of the film was over two hours long. <laughs> that's got to be worth seeing, hasn't it? Just... Yeah. Yeah. It was shot into a two-hour director's cut, which was going to be released. But when Top Gun was in theaters a week earlier... When that became a big hit, the studio worried about Cobra, so they cut it down to 84 minutes in order to get an extra screening in the theatres during one day. And completely forget about whether it makes any sense at all, you know, by taking out that that 40 minutes of footage. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the plot and characters other than Stallone's were removed. And there was also a censored version that was actually 73 minutes. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it had tons and tons to cut out of it. A lot of it was uh, they tried to scale back the gore as well because they didn't want an X certificate, did they? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, in the old days, the videotape days, there was a two-hour work print floating around. I've never seen it. I don't know if you can get it now. Well, apparently, it, it is quite prized amongst fans, and there are fans of this movie. Well, you say that, but an online petition to have the full version released closed three years ago with forty supporters. <laughs> So it doesn't seem to be something the whole world is waiting for. 39 of which was Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, maybe. And Bridget <laughs> Nielsen. And... Yeah. So besides Stallone, Cobra also stars Bridget Nielsen as Ingrid, Rennie mm-hmm. Santoni as Gonzalez, Andrew Robinson as Detective Monty, mm-hmm. and Brian Thompson, who I always confuse with Dolph Lundgren. Well, I suppose they're both big. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what it is. But he plays the Night Slasher. And the music is by Sylvester LeVay. Brian Thompson, he's uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, it, particularly through the 80s, he would crop up in many, many, many things, TV shows, movies. He was that he was that, that kind of actor. You, you'd recognize his face mm-hmm. many, many times. You just may not necessarily know his name. Right, right. But he was always a, he was always a hulking. But I'll tell you what, um, one in particular. I'm pretty sure he's in... Um, He's in an episode. He's in the pilot, actually, of Moonlighting. Is he really? He is. You know when um, Alistair ties up Maddie and um, I've forgotten his name. What was his character's name? David Addison. David. David yeah. Addison. That's it. He ties them up in 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 this house right. and then starts to give them a lecture on fried food, doesn't he? This is the pilot. This is the pilot. Yeah. Oh wow! It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't mm-hmm. remember this. Alistair's henchman. Who, who beats up David, is uh, Brian, Brian Thompson. Thompson. Let's go watch Moonlighted. <laughs> what, instead of this? Yeah, screw this. Well, well unfortunately, we've already watched this. <laughs> so. All right, do you have anything else, or shall we just get straight into it? Um, other than the fact, I was just going to, I mean, I'll mention it as we go along, but um, I don't think Stallone acquitted himself very well making this movie, did he? I think he was at the height of his... Uh, ego phase i think yeah and there was also complaints that he was carrying on with bridget nielsen too much yeah and it was yeah. slowing down filming yeah didn't it didn't uh, the so-called director say to him you know can, can you kind of dial it back a bit and Some he did reason. for a couple, couple of days and then he just went back into it again yeah yeah and uh, apparently there were rumors that on these are all rumors there were rumors that he was um 
that no one, none of the supporting cast or crew were allowed to talk to him during shooting. That's only a thing you ever hear about film people. You don't really get that in the office, do you? You should try that in the office. Go to work tomorrow. <laughs> go to work tomorrow and say, right from now on, nobody can speak to me. What makes you think anyone wants to talk to me anyway? Oh, there is that. It'd just be like a normal day, right? It would, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I think someone's already doing that for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, he he wasn't particularly well liked, I don't think. And um, the other thing that I read about it is that Brian Thompson would continually ask uh, Stallone, who was obviously the director of the movie. Let's face it. For motivation for his character, he wanted to know why he was why he was this guy, why he was really? the night slasher. Yeah, can you I mean, help me, please? Because I'm having trouble working out why why I would do this. And Stallone's reaction was, "You're just evil. That's all you are. You're just evil." And he'd just walk away. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll talk about some of the dialogue, but it doesn't. Oh. There's nothing you can make any sense of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I do have one more thing. Oh, really? This is a big one. This is, a, this is a callback to one of our previous episodes, but there's a Transformers link. Do you know oh, what that there is? is? Yes, there is. The music that was in Transformers was originally written for Cobra. Yeah, Stan Bush's The Touch. Yes. was originally yeah, written for this movie. It wouldn't have fitted in this film at all. You've got the touch. You've got the power. One thing I do have to say, all the music in this film is so forgettable. It, well, it is forgettable, but also at the time, it's also really on the nose, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, it, everything in the movie tells you exactly what you're supposed to be, literally at times. I mean, some of the songs, the dialogue's telling you exactly what the character's thinking, isn't it? But it's, yeah. it's not even good. No, no, but it kind of fits it. All right, so we open with blood red credits, and it's a canon film. The seal of quality. I say it every time. You do. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually you'll convince us. <laughs> we get a sound... I'm sorry, I've got to say, this has got to be our last canon movie. We're getting a reputation. Yeah, but we don't choose them. They just seem to have made so many of them in the 80s. We, we need to be more careful. We need to vet our movies better. I, I, I don't think. think we have any canon films coming up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be one that'll sneak in there. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about the next one, and maybe that is. I don't know. <laughs> You'd know I, better I than I would. Yeah, I don't think it is. I'd have to check. It's not, it's, it's not even good enough to be a canon film. <laughs> don't, don't, but you haven't watched it yet. No, that's true. Wait until you've watched it, Colin. Okay, so we get a sound, but not music, and then an image of a cobra, which turns out to be the handle of a gun. Mm-hmm. And as the gun is turned around to face us, we get sliced along doing a voiceover about how bad the crime rate is in a country that is called Murica. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on in this movie, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Bad pronunciation. Yeah, and so it reels off facts and figures about rapes and murders and mm-hmm. killings. And the gun fires and a bullet flies towards us. The screen goes red with Cobra written across it. And then we get shots of a motorcycle riding. Mm-hmm. i just got to say as well, you know that this whole opening with the gun and, and the voiceover at the top of it is completely ripped from Magnum Force. Oh, yeah, it is, the, right? But there's no voiceover mm-hmm. in Magnum Force, is there? Yeah, yeah. At the end, as the gun slowly oh, yeah, spins yeah. into the face, he does the whole, um, I don't know, is it the Do You Feel Lucky? Okay. Is it that one or is it the other one? It's the yeah. other, I think it's the other one. But okay. He does that over the top of it, so. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff taken from other movies in this film, isn't there? Right, yeah. Um, we, cut to, we cut to a tattooed man posing with two axes, and then mm-hmm. we see he's not alone, but he's in some kind of, Axe-loving cult. It's like it's like looking at lumberjack Morris dancers. 
it's, it's like the it's like the village people, isn't it? The, there's a construction guy. There's a there's a, a guy in a suit. I was waiting for a Native American. Well, technically, he's the only one who should really have an axe. <laughs> and they're just banging axes together. Wouldn't you? No. Well, if someone gave you two axes, wouldn't you? No. You wouldn't? No. They'll feel the need. What, to bang your axe together? No. Okay. I just right. don't have okay. an axe to grind. Oh, you see, I was I was trying to get you there, but it took so long that I gave up in the end. It was almost as good as your nun joke from the previous episode. The bloody nun joke is the only serious, proper joke we've ever done in 23 episodes. You did it. I didn't do it. Yeah. So we cut between these cult members and the motorcycle riding through the streets, bathed in red. Mm-hmm. And a motorcyclist pulls into the parking lot of a supermarket. And he's evil. He's- and he perks in Go a... On. Go no, on. you do it. Go on. <laughs> you do it. He's so evil, he perks in a reserve for disabled spot. What a bastard. <laughs> yeah. And he walks towards the supermarket past an arguing couple. He does. Because everything's bad in this society. Well, yeah, this, this whole city's uh, gone to seed, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy just bumps into people. He doesn't care. He's wearing sunglasses. He looks seedy. His mouth hangs open. And at this point, I'm thinking, God, I've had those mornings. <laughs> I mean, he's looking. He's clearly looking for headache tablets. He's, he's obviously he's got some problem, hasn't he? I yeah. was thinking that this is what I must look like when I'm shopping with the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he pushes a woman with a kid out the way, and he just keeps on going. And yeah. the shop assistant tries to get his attention. The guy removes his glasses and pulls out a shotgun, and then starts blasting away at the produce. I know it's produce side, isn't it? Yeah, take that melons. Beg your pardon? <laughs> Take whose melons? That's a phrase I use all the time. Is it? Take that. You got it printed on a T-shirt. I do. <laughs> so, and Can it, I have one? I want one of those. Do you? Take that melons just written across his front. I'd love one of those. Thank you very much. I don't think you're allowed to these days. <clears throat> Apparently not, no. He shoots at a grocery fill shopping trolley, which for some reason jumps into the air. <laughs> well, it's a powerful shotgun, isn't it? That makes shopping trolleys squeal and jump into the earth. Well, maybe the shopping trolley was taken by surprise. Or maybe it's possessed by the axe-loving cult. It could, well, yeah. Anything's possible in this film, isn't it? Because really? we keep getting glimpses of them between this supermarket massacre. Doing their chanting. Yes. Yeah, I think you've nailed it. Yep. A police mm-hmm. helicopter appears and a SWAT team arrive and a news crew. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we see a shot of a shopping trolley in the car park on its side. I mean, this guy hates trolleys. <laughs> trolleys and melons. Yeah, and the director seems to be focusing on the produce and the trolleys that have been wounded and injured in this film so far. Do you think he's got an underlying message? Is it about commerce? Could, could, well, but it could just be melon abuse. I mean, were there melons in the shopping trolley that was on its side? I didn't check. No, I didn't either. Mm, I bet there were. If, if you're a shopping trolley and you've been upset by the things you've heard so far... <laughs> Don't write to us. <laughs> if you're a melon... If, <laughs> if you're a melon and you're upset by the things you've heard so far... I'm quite happy for melons to come our way, Colin. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so far, the supermarket killer hasn't mm-hmm. killed anybody. Not yet, no. No. But that's going to change, isn't it? And the police try to negotiate with him, so we see Detective Monty. Detective Monty. <laughs> that's his name, right? <laughs> that's what he gets called. I thought it was Mont at first, but then people start calling him Monty. You know what? With an E. With an E, by the way, in the credits. Yes, yes. But I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something now. 
the way this character is presented, and it's not the actor's fault because the guy's a good actor, but the way that he's presented, y- you've you've got a dog called Monty. He could do a better job than this. <laughs> my, my dog could do a better job than most of the people in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see your Monty running out with his getting his gun out of his holster. <laughs> Beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're listening, Monty, I apologise. Oh, well, he's off. Solving crimes. Solving crimes, <laughs> yes. Riding the range. I beg your pardon, who's she? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, Detective Monty says, there's no need for any more violence or, or produce abuse, as we've seen so far. Nobody wants to hurt you, and that's going to change soon. Oh, yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. The supermarket killer tells one of the shoppers that he's free to, he can go while pointing the shotgun into his chin. So he's not mm-hmm. very convincing. No. The guy slowly moves away from our supermarket killer and up the aisle, and then the supermarket killer loads the shotgun. Outside, the cops are discussing what to do, and Captain Sears says, call the Cobra. It's also earnest, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. <laughs> the shopper makes him run for it, and the killer shoots him in the back. And he's finally a supermarket killer. Finally, yeah, now he's got yeah. achieved the title and yeah. not just a vegetable assaulter. Cobra arrives in what appears to be a rocket-powered coupe by the sound it makes. Now, this is actually Stallone's actual car, you know. Yeah, but I'm sure he doesn't make that noise. What, you, you don't think he's got nitro thing it inside of it? It jet-propelled and... when it pours <laughs> in. Well, the, the, that is a problem with this movie. The sound effects are crazy, aren't they? Yeah. Particularly when it's got anything to do with Stallone. Yeah. They really ramp it up. I mean, he punches people, and it sounds like thunderclaps, doesn't it? Like in the right. movie. <laughs> Maybe he's a god. He's a god of what? Screenwriting. Wow. He, he's an Academy Award nominated screenwriter. Don't forget. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Cobra's license plate reads "Awesome Fifty. Awesome is spelled A W S O M, so his spelling is not awesome. And I assume the fifty is his IQ score. And yeah, I never thought what that could be. I assume 50 is the year of the car, because it's an old coupe. I, I prefer to think of it as his IQ like, score. To so do I. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's been generous. It could be a matter of people he's killed in his life up to this point. Oh, then you have to keep changing his license plate. Yeah, but, you know, he would, wouldn't he? I mean, like, rapidly, guy. yeah, but he'd have to rapidly change it because he kills so <laughs> many people. He'd have to have, like, a whole slew of them in the garage. Did you read that? The, uh, one of the facts I read is that out of the 50-odd people that die in this movie, he kills about 41 of them. I can well believe it. Mm-hmm. So we get a shot of uh, his buckled boots as he steps out. And my first thought is, ooh, hasn't Sly Stallone got small feet? <laughs> but he's very compact, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, that was polite. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Short ass. Is that oh, what you prefer? Oh, he said that. He's so brave. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to come and find me, is he? No. We get a shot of Sly, sunglasses and chewing a matchstick. Mm-hmm. Gloved? Yes, yes. The gloves are important. Yes. Mm-hmm. He loves those gloves. He does. Never takes them off. No. Mm. I don't know whether his look is... Scurry or just slightly camp? I don't know. I just think it, it, as soon as he got out of that car and I took one look at him, my instant thought was, what a prick. You could see that in his tight pants? Well, you could actually. They were so tight. I thought they were sprayed on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do we have an idea of the guy? Cobra asks his partner, Sergeant Gonzalez. 
Ah, just another asshole who woke up hating the world. Oh, it is me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. That, that it was you, not, it, not that it was yeah. me. No. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Detective mm. Monty tells Cobra he doesn't agree with them bringing him in here, which is hardly what you want to hear at the beginning of your work day, right? Well, you turn up for work and you go, oh, for God's sake, why are you here? Yeah, you just walk into your office and one of your colleagues goes, look, I don't agree with them bringing you in here. Again, this is all strangely familiar. Is it? It's just like a normal day for you. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Is this based on my life in some strange way? Yes, that's what it's called. (laughs) It is. Cobra is your life. Well, I mean, I look good in those jeans as well, so. Ooh, look at that Tom Reed. Inside the supermarket, Aquila is rounding up the shoppers and Cobra enters. He sees the villain on the CCTV and makes his way to him in a weird sideways, I need the toilet kind of walk. Oh, this is some terrible, terrible acting, isn't it? It really is. It's like when you're a kid and you're playing cops and robbers and you're like ducking in and out of a door. You've got your fingers upwards like you're holding a gun. Yeah. (laughs) It's really bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Exactly. Yeah. Cobra sees the killer and makes a run for cover. The guy fires a couple of rounds at him and then starts talking nonsense about it's a new world and that he has a bomb. And for some reason, he's looking in the wrong direction, which is odd because he just saw Cobra running and shot at him, so knows which way he was running. How do we know he's talking to him? He could be talking to the melons. Oh, he could be. So he's facing the melons, is what you're yeah. saying. I mean, oh. he's obviously fixated on the melons, isn't he? So Right, right. Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. But Cobra grabs a can of cores, opens mm-hmm. it, takes a swig. I like that bit. Doesn't pay for it, though, does he? No, no, he doesn't. Mm. But then he throws the can in front of him, drawing the killer's attention to where Cobra is. So the killer was facing the wrong way, and he could have shot him at that point. And then he caused a distraction to attract the attention. Does he not know what a distraction is for? Again, 50 IQ. Yeah, I mean, the clue is in the word, distraction. Yeah, but he doesn't know the word. I guess so. Too many, there's just, too many syllables in that word. He's not going to go just, for that, is he? He's going to just want to make it more difficult for himself. He's like, oh, this is easy. He likes a fair fight. So Cobra then moves to another place in the supermarket, past a crying disabled man in a wheelchair. Were there no kittens available at the time that they, they could have had an old lady just holding a kitten? A nun. A nun. A nun, yeah, could have had a nun. Oh, you could have had a kid in a wheelchair hooked up to a drip with a nun. I know, the drip is Cobra and he's just gone the other way. Oh. <laughs> can, can we mention as well that the amount of product placement that's in this movie? Well, yeah, we've seen cars and... We see cause again later. There's a big neon sign somewhere in the movie that says cause. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> when he took that swig out of that can, I was half expecting him to turn to the <sighs> camera. Yeah, and go, ah, refreshing. <laughs> Refreshingly cool. <laughs> Would you have been shocked? I wouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> no, probably not. So Cobra grabs the supermarket's PA systems. Mm-hmm. Hey, dirtbag, you're a lousy shot. I hate lousy shots. You wasted a kid for nothing. Now I think it's time to waste you. Thing is, though, Sylvester Stallone over a supermarket PA is, is, is unintelligible. The killer would be going, what? What did you say? I can't understand the word. <laughs> Can you enunciate, please? Yes. I was going to say, because normally your, um, 
you know, when you do your your little spurts of dialogue from 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 the movie, Colin, mm-hmm. it's usually indistinguishable from the real thing. But I could actually understand you. Well, I was going to do it like it really is. So I would have gone. Uh, <clears throat> oh God! <clears throat> I don't think you want to do this. <laughs> Oh my god, he really is coming to find me. There you go. I knew I shouldn't have slagged him off. He kicks open a door and faces the killer with his gun. The killer points his weapon at a girl and says, I'll kill her. Then he says, I've got a bomb here. I'll blow this whole place up. Cobra replies, go ahead. I don't shop here. <laughs> that is quite a good line, actually. It is, it is yeah. yeah. It is a good line. <laughs> He's very laid had... back in this role, isn't he? you got to say. Laid back? He's half asleep. That's what I mean. I mean, if he's any more laid back, he'd be horizontal, wouldn't he? I mean, he's, he's literally slipping and sliding off the screen. He's that, yeah. you know, he's that slippery. Which is funny because he actually st- tells the killer to relax. <laughs> and then they can have a talk. And the killer a wants, yeah, and the killer wants the news crews in. And Cobra says, I don't deal with psychos. The killer goes crazy. I'm a hunter. Cobra says, you're the disease. I'm the cure. I still think my version was better. Do you? Yeah. I'm the disease and you're the cure. I don't know if it works as well. The killer raises his shotgun and Cobra throws a knife in his chest, then shoots him. It's a bit of an overkill, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he then spins the gun and puts it back into his pants and we see the Cobra logo again, in case we haven't, you know, realised that this is Cobra. <laughs> now, all of this is, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that it's all natural standard police procedure the way that he's going about all this i think so i think it's in the rule book that, that you normally start by taking down the, the you know the perp see i know all the terms mm-hmm. with a with a throwing knife and then unload an entire clip into him afterwards mm-hmm. that's how you do it isn't it apparently yeah yeah just just clarifying for my own yeah. okay right. it grabs the hand of one of the hostages and heads out. As they leave the supermarket, a news crew badger Cobra for answers, and we hear them talking about somebody called the Night Slasher. One of the reporters asks Cobra, did you use unnecessarily deadly force? And he says, I used everything I had. He did. He did. His knife, his guns, <laughs> pretty much everything. He just, no, no, he didn't bring the grenades in at this point, so he didn't really <laughs> use everything. <laughs> he didn't take his boots off and start chucking them at him, did he? No, that's <laughs> right. Right, so he lied. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. And he gets questioned about rights and protection from the law. Cobra grabs the reporter and pushes him against the murdered shopper's body. Tell that to his family. Who are standing right beside him. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you doing yeah. with our son? Why are you rubbing that journalist in him? <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just making a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later, Cobra pulls his car up, but he can't park because somebody's in the way. And he tells him to move it, and they tell him to fuck off. So Cobra pushes her car out of the way with his car. And it turns out to be a gang member's car, I guess. And they mm-hmm. get out and they stand up to Cobra. Cobra grabs the man's cigarette, throws it, and then rips the man's vest off. <laughs> there was no need for that, was there? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. I bet that guy's like, this is the fifth time this week you've done this to me. You know how many yeah, times I just keep going out buying these things? Because he's got a new one when you see him again later in the movie. And you know he's just praying that he's not going to do it again to him. Right, he's got a pile of them in the back of the car. <laughs> can we make? Can we talk about this song that's playing as well? It's a Miami Sound Machine song. Oh, it is? Yeah. But the lyrics are so on the nose. You might as well just be singing about being a hard-working cop and living on the edge. Which, can you? Do you know any of the lyrics? Did you write them there? Yeah, it's like it's it's all like you know, 
working so hard, living ain't easy. You know, that kind oh, yeah. of stuff. <laughs> it's a terrible song. Oh, it's a terrible song, but it tells you everything you need to know. And Cobra goes into his apartment after putting his newspaper in the barbecue for some reason. Mm-hmm. He's just got to get that afterwards. So I don't know why he did that. Maybe that's what he does. And then sets fire to it when he's barbecuing. Maybe that's what he... Because he looks like a guy that does a lot of barbecues. You know, he has a lot of friends yeah. over. He doesn't look like a guy who reads a lot of newspapers. <laughs> he doesn't like a guy that reads. No. And that song just ends. <laughs> yeah, it just stops, doesn't it? It just stops and there's no other sound or anything. And then, <laughs> so we see we see Cobra going in and he sits down and he's got a pizza from the fridge and then he cuts the pizza with a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in an egg curtain, he's got his gun cleaning kit for some reason. And we should, we should bear in mind he's doing all this while still wearing his gloves and he hasn't taken his sunglasses off at this point either. Right. Yet. And he turns yeah. on the TV and then there's a Christmas Toys R Us advert playing. I didn't realise this was a Christmas movie. Did you? I, nope, not until I, I, I was trying to figure out what was on the TV and I was like, oh, it's a, toys, oh, it's a Christmas Toys R Us advert. Oh, those are the days. So it's an uber-violent crime film advertising Toys R Us. Well, I mean, let's face it, he kind of looks like an action figure, doesn't he? That's true, yeah. He's got that action figure build. I think that's why he never changes, because he never changes his clothes. He never changes his clothes. He hardly ever takes the gloves off, and he doesn't hardly take off the sunglasses. It's like they've they've made these moulds for these action figures. You're going to bloody wear this stuff all the way through this film, because we want to sell those action figures. He must really stink by the end of the film. He doesn't look like he smells great anyway, does he? No. I reckon he's Stratos. Like he just bathes in the aftershave. <laughs> Stratos. Yeah, uh, what's the other Root. one? Old, old Spice. Old Spice, yeah, he's an Old Spice oh, man. He's definitely he? an Old Spice guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so like you said, it's Christmas, and it, it's kind of hard to tell because it's L.A. And I didn't mm-hmm. know Cobra was a Christmas film, so there you go. No, no. Miracle on 34th Street, Cobra. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you want to watch Cobra on a Christmas afternoon, don't you, with the family? You do, yeah. So the news comes on, and it's about the Night Slasher, who has mutilated his 16th victim. Remember that number. Okay. And he attacks anybody, including, we're then strangely told, even a sexually assaulted child. Just to rub it in that he's a bad guy. Yeah, but how would the Night Slasher know that this was a sexually assaulted child? Oh, I get what you say. Actually, I presume that that he sexually assaulted the child and then slashed him. No, I assume that... The victim had already been sexually assaulted by somebody else and that it was bad that the Night Slasher had then gone after him. Wow, he did some research there, didn't he? Apparently, yeah. But he could because, as we learn later in the movie, he's got connections downtown, hasn't he? So, oh, that's true. Yeah. And nobody has a clue to his identity and the killer used knives, hammers or axes. Axes. Just mm-hmm. find that out. Mm-hmm. Now at night time, somewhere else, a young woman is locking up her shop and heading to her car. And she is being watched by masked men in a van. And as she gets into a car, they get out and they're carrying hammers and axes. They start to smash her car. One of the men leans in and she screams as he slashes her with a knife. Mm-hmm. Later in the morgue, they're looking at another victim of the night slasher. Detective Monty says that this is the 16th victim. Hold on a minute. Because the, the newscaster... That's not right, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. Because the newscaster said there'd already been 16 victims. Either somebody's not counting, or one of the victims wasn't really killed by the Night Slasher. Oh, conspiracies, is that what you are? Yeah. Or the film is just so confused, it didn't occur. (laughs) 
it, in all fairness, it could have something to do with the 40 minutes that were ripped from it. it could you don't be. know, do yeah. you? Because there's also a weird, like, it's daylight when the news is on, then it's nighttime. Is it still mm-hmm. nighttime? I can't work out the time scale. <laughs> it's like a Hammer movie, isn't it? Yeah, is it, it is. Day? Is it night? <laughs> Who knows? Is this mm. tomorrow? Is this yesterday? Uh, you know what? You know how you know it's night, don't you? <laughs> Go on. Because the Night Slasher is on screen. Oh, he's called the he's, Night Slasher. He's not called the Day Slasher. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, good. Good. All right. So now we're there. I tell you, you know his name, the Night Slasher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's not. It's not on his checkbook. <laughs> That's what you're asking. No, I, it's not his real name. I was just thinking. You know, I don't know about you, but you know, I could be accused of being a Night Slasher most nights. Yeah, especially once when. What? You were in a town and you oh left the God. pubs and you chose a quiet street to be a night slasher. And <laughs> as you're letting the beer flow, all the nightclubs emptied around you. I don't remember that. Oh, I do. Because <laughs> that was the one that went, yeah, go there. No one can see it. It's a quiet street. Little did I know that it backed off to all the nightclubs. Oh, yes. Now I remember. And I remember turning around when I was alone. Oh, yeah, I'm not hanging around next to some pervert. It's only a bit of night slashing. There you go. Maybe this is how this character got that name. Maybe he didn't start off as an actual serial killer. Just, he was just... All right, does having a slash mean the same thing everywhere? Probably not, and we're probably confusing a lot of people. It's a British right? thing. It means having a, British a pee. Thing. Yeah. Having a pee, yeah. Yeah, it's having a slash. Having a slash. It's far yeah. better. It's better. Better term, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think I'll use it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to march into your office tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to have a slash. Yeah. Oh, I had a right good slash. Last night. Last night. No, I don't think okay. so. Fair enough. <laughs> so while the detectives argue in the mark, Cobra is playing with the mark's implements. Yeah, that's a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's why we have 16 victims when there's only 15. Again, you're seeing deep con- conspiracies in this. Um, yeah. I think it's a deeper film than we let in. I don't know. <clears throat> okay, all right. Yeah. I'll go with it. Cobra wants to find the killer, but Monty and Captain Sears says Cobra should stay on the zombie squad, which apparently only consists of him and his partner. Yeah, you don't see any others, do you? No, there's, is, there's a... Is a squad. Is it? You know, is two people usually considered to be a squad? I don't think so. But maybe they just tell him that there's a squad just to keep him busy. <laughs> and he just doesn't know there isn't one really. Yeah, he just keeps missing them every time. Oh, no, yeah. they were here a minute ago, and they've just gone. Sorry. Zombie it. squad? Zombie? Oh, they just left. <laughs> Which direction? Oh, oh yeah, I'm not too sure, actually. Uh... <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, no. Frankenstein squad's in, if you want to speak to them. <laughs> oh, living dead squad? I don't know. Oh. But Cobra yeah. wants in, but they won't let him. So it's night again. I'm not sure if it's the same night or it's the next night, and whether we missed a day. Mm-hmm. Don't know. And we see the van from earlier following a woman. And the van mm-hmm. rams a car that's driven by a, the woman. And then we see another woman get out of the van. This is Nancy, and she's part of the Night Slashers gang. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, a gang member gets into the car and stabs the female driver. Yeah. Mm. And as the Night Slasher is loading the newest victim into the van, why are they doing that? They've left everybody else where they are. Why are they loading this one into a van? Maybe he's took a shine. A woman drives up and sees them. And this is Ingrid. Mm-hmm. And she speeds away. The gang tried to chase her, but she's gone. She's not gone for long, though, unfortunately, is she? 
No. We then discover that Nancy, who was one of the Night Slash's gang members, is also a cop. Mm-hmm. She looks up Nancy's license plate on the computer and gets her address. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I was starting to think, can we have another action sequence, please? Because this is, this is all getting a bit... Uh, it's getting a bit boring. Hmm. Mm. There's actually not much action in this film. No, no, no. It, I mean, it all kind of happens... I mean, there's a big car chase later, isn't there? But that's about it, apart from the end. Yeah. Mm. In a car park, Cobra and his partner are waiting. Detective Monty and Captain Sears arrive. Are they always together? <laughs> I, I, I was wondering, well, is this is this a, a, a get together that they're going to discuss the case, or are they just all going dogging? Yeah, because it's just a, why why are they meeting in a car park? Why don't they do this at work? Yeah, and they've got the long coats on, and and it's night time. It's night time. Cobra's like, Cobra's like, can we can we do this in office hours? I mean, it's work related, right? Can I? Charge this car park fee to work. Ah, but he he's zombie squad. He only works at night, doesn't he? Oh, is that so? We have the night slasher who only mm-hmm. operates at night, and we have zombie squad that only operates at night. Mm-hmm. Apart from when when Cobra's off um, fighting um, supermarket killers, then it's in the, da- the in the daytime. But yeah. they had to call him. So they had to call him. So he's asleep. He got there yeah. quick though. But then again, he had his nitro car, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'll make sense. You yeah, think it through, okay. it's, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, give it time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they decide they want Cobra to do what he has to do and catch the Night Slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, do what you do best, doesn't he? Yeah, which is... You know, look moody and uh, look nice in his gloves. I think he's probably all he does, really, okay. isn't it? doesn't really right. do much. And we get a musical montage of clips of homeless people and robots. Yeah, it's a very strange montage, isn't it? You've got... Yeah. You've got uh, Bridget Nielsen modelling different clothes. But she looks different, so I didn't recognise her from the earlier scene. You didn't? You just thought it was some random woman? I was like, what the f*** is going on now? <laughs> why, why am I seeing a random woman and robots? But it's intercut with Cobra like on the streets asking questions, mm-hmm. prostitutes, mm-hmm. homeless people, mm-hmm. and wind-up robots. Sounds like a good Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all very Miami Vicey, isn't it? This. Yeah, but not good. <laughs> but not good. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, like you said, it's Ingrid, and she's modelling, oh, amongst the robot statues with David Rash as who Dan, is? who is Sledgehammer. At least that's where uh, we know him from. Yeah, I would say that maybe we should do that show at some point, but we, nobody would care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard to believe it was forty odd episodes of Sledgehammer. Was there really? I think the, I think ITV in, in, in England only showed about 12, didn't they? Yeah, 40, I think, <laughs> if I remember rightly. Two wow, seasons. How could, you, how could you string that out? Go watch it and find out. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan's a photographer. Mm-hmm. And again, we... Oh, and we get occasional glimpses of our axe-loving cult members as well. We do, and they're always in the same place, aren't they? Yeah, axe-loving cult central. But, I mean, they're literally standing in the same spots. Yeah, it's almost like it's the same scene cut up. And I like to think more that maybe they, they've actually got their own, like, parking spaces, but for standing in. Oh, like they got the dance positions? Like... Yeah, so, you know, suit guy stands there, obviously, and, and you know, killer construction worker, he's got his own space, and, and right. just keep it all... So, so Barry ordered. comes in carrying his axes, and he looks, and there's John stood in his spot, and he's like, um, John, what, what are you doing? John's like, oh... Oh, I'm I'm sorry, mate. I'm I totally forgot. I'm one over. Sorry. And then steps over, and then Barry gets in his place. Is that what it's like? 
Yeah, well, you know he's not coming back, don't you? After the end of the day. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. John's he's gone. gone. Turn in your axe at the door, please. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. And the one, and the one that you've got strapped to your ankle. I want that as well, please. It's on an axe set. Well, isn't there a garden implement like that? Isn't it a, 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 for trimming? Uh, Ooh, this would be interesting. It's for trimming um, small, oh. small bushes, isn't it? So this montage sequence, it goes on a bit, right? Se- secateurs, secateurs. I'm thinking. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. It's a real thing. I wasn't just trying to get a cheap gag. Yeah, that's a good job. <laughs> weren't funny. <laughs> so, but this montage sequence, it's long. Oh, it does go on a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But eventually the photo shoot finishes. And of course, the model, being Ingrid, is the eyewitness. And waiting for her to leave is the Axe Gang, led by Night Slasher. At, at this point, I did make a note, I wish this film was about those robots. <laughs> <laughs> would they be the good guys or the bad guys? I don't care as long as as long as they as long did as something. It. It's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I quite like them for them to maybe it, it suddenly change. You know, like when you know in Psycho, and you get the the moment where it changes from a heist movie to a horror movie. Mm, yes, maybe, maybe Cobra could suddenly change into a uh, you know these these robots are plotting to take over the world, and and the Axe Gang. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just the uh, the the weird cult that they they've indoctrinated, but really so, it's the robots that are, that are really behind it all. That, that sounds be good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better yeah. better than this. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan and Ingrid leave the studio. Dan says you can help Ingrid do bigger layouts, but basically he just wants to sleep with her. He's got some great lines though, hasn't he? He says, um, "I'd be sick if I didn't want to sleep with you." He's fairly honest about. Things, he is. He? he is, and he says, "I'm." He also says. I'm not doing this for me. We're doing it for her? Yeah. Hmm. You're right, those ones down, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think that'll work. <laughs> so Ingrid thinks she hears something. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the security guard realises that Ingrid has left a sweater and picks it up. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a man appears behind Dan. Ingrid yells out, and Dan jumps out the way while screaming. He does. They attack Dan, then go after Ingrid. She runs through the underground car park. A man holding a wine bottle steps out and he's attacked and we see a slow motion close-up of the bottle smashing on the floor. Again, murdered produce. <laughs> There's definitely uh, some subtext going on in this movie, isn't there? Yeah, there is. But whose subtext is it? Because obviously if, if George P. didn't actually mm-hmm. direct it, is it Stallone's? Has he got some some hidden beef going on with produce and commerce? Maybe. Could well be. Ingrid tries to get the elevator door open, and we see the shot of the passerby now covered in blood, dead on the mm-hmm. floor. Finally, the elevator opens as the Night Slasher gang approaches. Luckily, the security guard is there. He pulls out his gun and opens fire. Not very well, though, does he? No, he misses everybody and everything. There's a close-up <laughs> of the Night Slasher's mouth as he says, kill her. And then the van rams into the guard, killing him, not her. She's kind of disappeared. I didn't quite work out where she was. She's hidden somewhere where nobody can see her for some reason. She's under something, isn't she? Yeah, under some pipes. Yeah. yeah. They don't look very hard for her, do they? No, because the Night Slasher he just looks around, but when he hears sirens approaching, he decides to flee. You've got to say, though, it's her fault that this security guy gets squished up against the wall. Yeah, it is. It's Bridget Nielsen for you. What do you think of her in this film? Not a lot. <laughs> She's a terrible <laughs> actor, right? I, I, later on in the movie, I had to say that 
well, I'll save it for when that we get okay. the the love scene. I'll save it for the love scene, but the it, oh, it's dreadful. Yeah. Later at the hospital, Cobra and Gonzalez are with Ingrid and they're questioning her. They ask her if she's had a fight with somebody. Could it be drugs? She says no. And through the window, we see Nancy Stark watching. Mm, can't trust her. No. no. Ingrid says that a man scared her in the, earlier in the evening near the underpass and that there were three others with him. Cobra realizes that she's talking about an incident where they found the previous victim. Cobra knows Ingrid has seen the Night Slasher. Don't you think that, again, we talk about Stallone's acting, and particularly in this scene, he's doing that thing that he's thinking, if I narrow my eyes and lower my voice a little bit, it really looks like I'm really thinking hard, doesn't it? In the close-ups, you know, it's like... Yeah. It's like bad TV acting. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's dreadful. It really is dreadful. And I've seen him act in stuff where he's been really, really good. Yeah. I don't know what it is about mid-80s Sylvester Stallone. Do you think he was just buying into his own hype? Maybe. Felt like he didn't have to care as much? It's possible. Maybe mm. it's the product rather than the man. Oh, that was deep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Nancy goes to the Night Slasher and tells him that Ingrid knows his face. She asks him to let her get Ingrid for him. Night Slasher says, she's mine. But he cuts his finger for some reason. Yeah, he's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. That place isn't clean. I was going to get infected. Yeah, he's going to have a finger removed. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Who <laughs> are misses? Maybe that's why he's called the Night Slasher. <laughs> this keeps cutting his fingers. He's just running around with loads of tape all around his fingers. Yeah. He's either the Night Slasher or he's Michael Jackson. Ingrid provides a sketch oh. artist to describe <laughs> You're very harsh. You know that. <laughs> oh, it's like the guillotine coming down, that was. <laughs> Ingrid provides a sketch out as a description, and they produce a truly awful picture. Yes. Of a well, face that has two sevens on it. For some reason, <laughs> over the cheekbones. Because that's going to be useful to find yeah, him, isn't right. it? <laughs> Looking for this guy. Really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cobra tells Ingrid she has to go to a safe house. Mm-hmm. Night Slasher tries to turn his hair black by putting crap in it. I have to thought for a split second I got excited because I thought he was way that he was doing his hair. I thought, is he going to start smearing that on his face as well? <laughs> He's going to black up. I thought he was going to black up. I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'd be good. You gotta say they'd have shown some stones if they'd have done it, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfo- well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your point of view, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Nancy tells him that Ingrid is going to ruin their world, and it kind of seems like Nancy's in charge. It does a bit. She is the boss. I think she's wearing the trousers, literally. Right. I think so too. Mm-hmm. That night, Cobra returns. Well, I say that night. I've given up trying to figure out the. Yeah. <laughs> timeline in this but cobra returns home and this time so that gang... one song he's playing that long one song that he's got in his car again the yeah, miami I mean... sign machine song yeah but this time the gang members move the car yeah he's got a new shirt yeah they don't respect him they just fear him it's not the same cobra it's not the same wow you you re- you're really going to walk it on the dark side tonight <laughs> <Colin>. <laughs> now cobra 
appears to have a large plexiglass display for writing notes on and a computer system in his apartment. He does. He's got one of those crack 80s computers, hasn't he, that can do anything. Yeah, he's looking up crime reports and photo fits, which considering they drew the guy on a piece of paper, it's probably not going to help. <laughs> maybe that's why he's doing it. He's seen the picture. He's like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to do something with this. Ah. Yeah, maybe. Back at LA Memorial Hospital, the night slasher is on his way to kill Ingrid. He murders a janitor. He does. And then a nurse sees him in the elevator and says, you men are supposed to use a service elevator. Next time, use the stairs. Okay, which is it, bad-tempered lady? The stairs or the service elevator? <laughs> which can I use? Make your frigging mind up. Oh, it almost sounds like you once worked in a hospital, Colin. It does, doesn't it? But, but she does. Mm. She says that. It makes no sense. It's just, I don't know. It's not like you're going to think he's going to kill her, but he doesn't. It would have been quite funny if all that happened is he'd been roped into cleaning the toilets. And he, couldn't, he couldn't get out of it. <laughs> For two days, he's just doing menial tasks around the hospital. I've got going. No, 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 no. Got in his bedpans now. Every time he goes to kill her, that nurse appears. <laughs> so uh, in the on the hospital ward, a nurse sees him and points out to a cop that, oh, it's a bit late to be mopping up. And he does absolutely nothing. He just goes, oh, okay, and then gets another cup of coffee. Did you, did you notice when you get the shot of the Night Stalker pushing the bucket around? Mm-hmm. There's a weird growl noise. Oh, buckets make that sound. I thought he had a touch of IBS going on. Oh, he's in the right place. Well, he is, yeah, because that can strike at any time, can't it? Maybe he just carries a bucket around with him all the time. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, that's why he murdered the janitor, because it was convenient. He's got the bucket, why not get the uniform? True, true. You know, in case it strikes him at any moment. Because that can happen. It, it, yeah, it can. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I knew it sounded like I was being personal then for a second. Yeah, I thought you were going to drift off into a... <laughs> into a an story. IBS, an IBS oh, yeah. story. Strapping. <laughs> <laughs> so Cobra gets a phone call from his partner who says he's in Cobra's office and what do you want me for? Cobra doesn't know what he means. And when Gonzalez says, well, headquarters told me that you wanted to meet me in your office. Cobra knows something's wrong. He yells, get to the hospital. Did you notice the rather large Pepsi sign that's attached to Cobra's apartment? Yeah, it did. It's quite unusual to have a movie that's desperate to sell Pepsi and Coca-Cola, isn't it? Yeah, then... <laughs> It's usually hedging, one or the hedging, other. Yeah, they were hedging the bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just they didn't can. tell the other one. Well, it's canon. Anything's possible, isn't it? <laughs> I just didn't mention it. And then when they saw it, Pepsi, like, oh, what? Go, go, like, doing those, those wheeler dealer canon moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, could yeah. be, could be. As Cobra exits his home, a man smashes an axe on his door and a fight breaks out. Cobra shoots one of the men and then kills another one. Is that it? <laughs> I'm not going to go. Do you want detail? I <laughs> won't. But this is where the sound effects go crazy again, though, don't they? I mean, what kind of a punch has he got? I'm pretty sure Optimus Prime didn't have that punch noise <laughs> in uh, Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Back at the hospital, the nurse from earlier is checking the rooms. Cobra runs to his car and drives off. Now, the nurse starts to dramatically pull curtains back on an empty bed. Why is she all scared and dramatic? At this point, she hasn't seen anything. No, no. And I didn't get who's in the bed. Who's this person in the bed? I don't know who that is. It's just some random old woman. Because it's not the janitor. No. No, and it's not the the woman who was the the one in the the elevator. It's not her. Yeah. So who's this woman? Don't know. (laughs) Did he bring one with him? 
<laughs> just car- <laughs> so he carries a bucket and a body around with him. That, that's a lot of work. You just never know when you might need either, you know, especially in the line of work as a night yeah. slasher, you know, it's just anything. Well, if he's a night slasher, he could provide the body. He doesn't need to take one with him. Yeah, it's good to have a spur, though, isn't it? I suppose. I wouldn't know. so the nurse sees blood on the bed next to this body of whoever that is and Mm -hmm. as she's about to pull the blanket back a hand grabs her ankle why why was he laying on the floor she tries to scream but another hand goes over her mouth so now he's got one hand on her ankle and one what is he playing twister (laughs) how does this work and how long was he hiding under that bed I mean, why is it, nobody why is could he, have come in that room for ages, could they? Why is he, he been hiding under the beds? Why isn't he going to find where she is and kill her? Do you think he's laying under there snig- sniggering to himself? Oh, this is going to be great when, <laughs> when someone walks in here and I grab him. <laughs> Cobra is still speeding to the hospital. And the Night Slasher, who's taking his sweet time around this hospital, finally finds Ingrid's bed, pulls back the curtain, because everyone has curtains closed for mm-hmm. some reason, and then slashes. <laughs> he doesn't have a pee. I mean, like, you could grow, you know, tax no, the but bed. That's what she's been doing because right. she's not there. She's in the loo. It all comes together. She enters the room and sees what's going on and screams, drawing attention to herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She runs back in the bathroom, which has a door on the other side for some reason, but she locks the f- first door. Don't, don't think na- about it. Don't okay. think about it. <laughs> Cobra pulls up to the hospital. Mm hmm. The night slasher tries to bash the door down, but this hospital makes really thick doors. And it's a bit, isn't this shot completely lifted from The Shining, where she's leaning with her head up against the door and then the knife starts chopping oh, right. its way That's, through? Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. because it goes quiet and she's listening, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she tries to force her way out of the other door that this bathroom, for some reason, has. And eventually it gives and she runs out and then she goes up a corridor and she smashes the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. People start leaving the hospital, and the night slasher, seeing all the crowd of people, decides to leave. Cobra arrives, sees Ingrid, and hugs her. And there's not much more you can say about that, is there? Oh, really? It's pretty perfunctory. Gets the job done, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Later, Cobra has been read the riot act by Captain Sears. We did it your way, and it almost got her killed. But at this point, Cobra doesn't seem to have done anything unusual. Ingrid was in a guarded hospital because she's been injured. Where else mm-hmm. is she going to be? Why is this plan so outlandish? It's not. Why was putting her into a hospital his way anyway? Yeah, I don't get any of that. No, no. Maybe we're missing something. Could be missing something from the 40 minutes that we were taken out. You don't know. It's highly possible. I'm being very kind to this film by continually saying this. Oh, trust me, that won't last. Cobra (laughs) says the gang has somebody on the inside, but he doesn't have proof. He hasn't given anybody the sketch of a night slash and they ask for it. You didn't say the magic word. Ugh. Detective Monty replies, what's the magic word? Wait, doesn't everybody know that the magic word is izzy-wizzy, let's get busy? What? <laughs> but no, what, 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 what dialogue is this? Because then Cobra tells him the magic word is, please. Uh, there's somebody yeah. at the door. He hands over the sketch. <laughs> the chief of police tells Cobra, you know you have an attitude problem. And he replies, yeah. But it's just a little one. Oh, these one-liners are solid gold, aren't they? They get worse. <laughs> God. <laughs> Back at the hospital, Ingrid is scared. They're going to move her to a safe house. Gonzalez tells Cobra that Officer Stark has been assigned to the case. Ah, but we know it's Nancy, the evil gang member. Mm. As they leave, 
Cobra offers Ingrid a bit of his apple. She refuses. Don't you like health food? And these bits, there's a few of these in this film. They feel like just lazy ad-libbing, stuff that they thought was funny that really isn't. Yeah, there's one There's one previously when she's in the hospital and, and Cobra's over his partner and he says, oh, you going to eat this? And he says, oh, eat the cheese. And he goes, no, I want the cake. Yeah, and there's yeah. one in the care pack where they're, they're talking and then there's one about her being attractive. It all feels like it's ad-libbed, like two people who thought, oh, this is really funny. <laughs> and it's not. They're in love. Ah, oh, it's just awful. <laughs> Detective Monty busts Cobra's balls. You beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get into the, the you know, the, the dialogue of the film. It didn't, oh, didn't right, work. Okay. Didn't feel... uh, unfortunately, again, every time you say Monty's busting, you know, you say Monty's busting someone's you balls, I just imagine dog? your dog. <laughs> okay. Cobra wants to know why HQ took two guards off last night. Detective Monty's character is really inconsistent. Yeah. Because in this scene, he tells Cobra that he should let his team handle it. And then when Cobra asked Monty about the removal of the guards, Monty replied, it's your show, you find out. He's like, which is it? It's almost like he's not very well written, isn't it? At first I thought maybe they were trying to make us think that Monty is the bad guy, but then there's no point because we know who the leak is. She's standing right behind them. That you could all, there could also be, you know, there's always that possibility that the, the, the leak doesn't stop with her, isn't there? Yeah, but it doesn't really go. It doesn't go anywhere, does no. it? No. So they drive to the safe house and they're watched by various cops. And a truck veers out of a side street and knocks Gonzalez's car out of action. Mm-hmm. Another car pulls alongside Cobra and tries to shoot Ingrid but misses. And a chase takes place with Cobra chasing the first car and the truck chasing them. And we drive through the, all the obligatory things like the hot dog stand and um, boxes and mm-hmm. stuff. I was waiting. I'm pretty sure at one point I saw a mime on a unicycle dive out of the way. <laughs> really? That would be good. Like, it'd be good if like, there's two guys carrying fake glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just nothing in the middle and they go, oh, there's a car drives through it. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like that. Mm. Cobra spins his car 180 degrees and while driving backwards machine guns the following truck which blows up yeah, yeah without stopping the car he spins it 180 degrees the other way and continues chasing the lead vehicle I'll buy it it's fine okay they bash their <laughs> way for an alleyway and into an underground car park then out through the other side with Cobra's car leaping from the second floor to the street below that, you know that car would not survive that jump don't you <laughs> yeah the front of that car is completely destroyed. <laughs> yeah. In the fleeing gang's car, Night Slasher helpfully tells his driver to go. He's like, what's he been doing for the last two minutes? <laughs> I would imagine if that was you, the sarcastic... Uh... Oh, really? You don't want me to stop? <laughs> Just start slowing down. Sure, you don't want me to stop. He would gently remind you, though, by tapping you on the shoulder that, you know, I am the Night Slasher, remember? And I go, yeah, but it's daytime. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> they drive through some oil trucks and Night Slasher shoots at them. They explode beautifully, but leave a nice gap in the middle for Cobra to drive through. Very helpful. Why are they all there? Why are they all there? All these Why oil are all trucks? these oil trucks just parked all together for no reason at all? Because at first know. I thought, have they driven through kind of like a, you know, a courtyard of, of mm-hmm. trucks? Where, you know, But no, 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 they're still no. in the street, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just parked there. Wow. Okay. Cobra flips a switch, marked nitrous. You've got one of those, haven't you? I mean, on only, you, right now. <laughs> only after a curry. Wow. Why didn't he use this nitrous when he had to get to the hospital? 
very good. Yeah, he could have got there a lot quicker, wouldn't he? Yeah, and then he caught the night slash, and the film would have been over. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is one of those films that our listeners are going to be like, I can't believe you hate Cobra. It's brilliant. Oh, I know, I know. They're all going to hate us for it. The car speeds up, but oddly, with its nitrous, doesn't f- just fly past an now battered fleeing villain's car. It's still behind them. <laughs> so it's limited nitrous. Wouldn't it be funny if he just pressed it and all he did was this loud wet fart and that was it? <laughs> or he pressed it and it went so fast he just shot past the villain's car and just off into the distance. <laughs> and they just slowly turned around and went the other way. <laughs> The cars drive over the little bridges in Venice, L.A., and bouncing up and down, which I've seen in so many films now. Oh, it's just Bullet, isn't it? I, I think I've watched this in the other week. I'm like, no, Bullet is in San Francisco. Yeah, but I mean, that whole image of those seen cars leaping over. But, but those, those actual bridges in Venice, Los Angeles, have been used in other films for car chases. Right. Okay. And the same shot with them bouncing up and down. Lazy. Cobra accidentally hits a ramp that seems to be placed conveniently for him to accidentally hit it. And his car flies into the air and turns over. He jumps out, ready to tackle the others. But the bad guys have got away. He runs around, finally, to check if Ingrid is okay. <laughs> Almost like he's forgotten she's there. Yeah, I had. Especially, I mean, that, I mean, that, that car hits a, um, a stationary boat, doesn't it? And crashes oh, yeah. straight through she's it. she's dead. Yeah. yeah. Back at HQ, Captain Sear is moaning that it's all got out of control. And the chief of police doesn't want the FBI involved. Cobra is trying to convince them that they're facing an army of killers, not just one man. But Monty doesn't buy it. Who does he think's been chasing him in all those cars? I don't know. Just random people? Yeah, maybe lots of people have got it in for Cobra. Well, you, you know, he is... Uh... Relatives of the people he's killed. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Sears suggests they keep Ingrid here rather than going upstate, which is apparently Cobra's plan. Monty says it all sounds like some sick joke, hmm. that Cobra doesn't want to keep Ingrid alive. She's just another notch on his belt. And Cobra loses it. Oh, this is a step too far. He grabs Monty, but the others pull him away. He's going to take Ingrid upstate anyway. When, um, when Monty actually said the line, um, you know what I think, this is all some sick joke, for a split second I was convinced he was going to say, you know what I think, this is all like some bad movie. <laughs> but I thought when he said it's just another notch on his belt, I thought he was referring to Bridget Nielsen for Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> That's a mighty notch. I mean, she's oh. big, isn't she? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, no. um, well, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, God, no. So, <laughs> so as they travel upstate, Officer Stack and Gonzalez are in a car behind. Don't forget, everybody, Officer Stack is evil. And we get a rock track. We do. Which is... Unforgettable as every other musical piece in this film. <laughs> oh, and we see rifle being loaded and the cars making their way around cliffside roads. And mm. Ingrid and Cobra chat with a bit of oh, good old 80s fascism about blame the judge when we see it in a lot of 80s stuff. They seem to prefer it back then if the cop was the judge, jury and executioner. When they get food and drinks, Gonzalez talks to Ingrid and tells him about the zombie squad and says, go to him and call Cobra by his real name, Marion Cabretti. Yep. Hilarious. It is. It's funny, isn't it? Apparently they named him Marion after uh, John Wayne, didn't they? I figured that. I didn't know, Mm -hmm. but I figured it. Mm -hmm. And the bonding scene between them is, let's be honest, crap. (laughs) 
Now, which bonding scene are we talking about? This one or the one the later? The first one where they're doing the little jokey <laughs> stuff. Well, so the other one's crap as well. Yeah, they're so. all crap. They're all crap, yeah. Now we get another scene of the Axe Morris dancers warming up by bashing their axes together. <laughs> and then we stop again for food in a diner. Don't we just eat? Yeah. And uh, uh, Sloane does a hilarious gag with oversized burger props, doesn't he? Yeah, it's just, which at this point is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, like, in, it's like what you say. It is like, it's literally just off-the-cuff stuff. He saw them there in that in that set, and just thought, yeah. oh, I can figure something funny to do with those. Yeah, then didn't. And then didn't. <laughs> Ingrid asks him if he's ever got involved with a woman, and he says, nothing regular, just unleaded. Doesn't she ask him if, he, if he's been with a real woman? Um, something like that. I remember the word, I remember the phrase real woman being mentioned. Right. What, I mean, what's she implying? I don't know, look at his clothes. I was thinking more, you know, the, you know those real-life dolls that you can buy? Maybe he's into that. Yeah, oh, yeah, but this is 86. What must have they look like back then? <laughs> One big open mouth and a surprised look on their face. <laughs> <laughs> a bit well, like Bridget Nielsen, so maybe he was into those things. Anyway, <laughs> as they're talking, he sees Officer Nancy Stark making a call. So he's like, hmm, she's making a call. Yeah, he doesn't trust her, does he? No. Meanwhile, the Night Slashers gang are revving up their motorcycles. It's, you've got to say, this is a, a very elaborate plot just to kill one woman who didn't really, probably didn't see much to begin with anyway, judging by that crap picture that she got someone to draw. Yeah, I mean, it's... Could, couldn't Nancy have just shown the Night Slasher the drawing and gone, this is what they think you look like, and just gone, <laughs> yeah, catch well, I'm in the clear. Yeah, <laughs> job done. Let's go. So it's now nighttime and we're in a motel in the country. Nancy's making another call. She's really not keeping this undercover. Cobra mm-hmm. steps out of the shadows. And she says, oh, I was just calling home. But Cobra, he's even more suspicious. Yes, he's, he's Cobra-da is pinging. Cobra-da, Cobra-da. You know? Note, one, one hour, 11 minutes, cut that out. In his room... <laughs> He unloads hand grenades from a case. Hand grenades? It takes out pieces of a machine gun. He assembles it. It has a laser pointer on it. It's gun porn, basically, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He sees Ingrid watching. Did you sleep? He asks. How is she supposed to sleep when you've got a maniac noisily assembling a machine gun in the room? And you know he's been doing that for four hours. He's been taking it apart and then putting it back together again. And you just imagine him oiling it and going, oh. Oiling what? His gun. He's, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. She asks him over. And considering Bridget Nielsen and Sly were an item at the time, there's like zero chemistry between them in this film. This is exactly what, going back to what I said earlier about, this is what I was going to say. There's nothing there, is there? It's just dead air. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe, maybe, I mean, because I think they got together during this, didn't didn't they? Yeah, yeah, totally. So Hmm. why didn't it transfer to the screen? Maybe this is what they were like. Maybe this is as enthusiastic as it got. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They didn't last, did it? Lights go out. Nancy hears thunder and wakes. Unless that's her <laughs> alarm clock. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Cobra isn't sleeping. His finger is on the trigger, which is, you know, he hope he doesn't get a twitch or anything like he's like sitting next to Ingrid with his finger on the trigger. He's <laughs> the like, next he's morning. Like, he's like, oh, poof. They got her in the night. <laughs> yeah, it was a night slasher, remember? 
<laughs> he doesn't use guns, does he? Uh, he does uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> New MO. It's morning, and Cobra, Ingrid, and Gonzalez mm-hmm. get out of their cabins, but Nancy isn't there. Gonzalez checks and discovers she's gone. Cobra tells them to get inside, and they see Nancy across the street telling people where they are. Mm-hmm. And they say, I always hated that bitch. Yeah. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? Well, you know, it's never nice. It's, never, it's not a nice word, is it? Yeah, and why did they always hate her? Yeah, exactly. You can hate her now, but before she seemed okay. No, no wonder she's working with the Axe Gang. Yeah, they, they don't say things like that. Exactly, exactly. This is all a bit too close to home for me, I don't <laughs> So the motorcycles arrive. The sheriff of the town is taken, and then Cobra starts shooting at the motorcyclists. Ingrid tries to use a phone, but they've been cut off. Everybody is shooting at the cabins. Cobra takes Ingrid to another room as a motorcyclist drives through the door. Cobra guns him down. Gonzalez's room is set on fire and he jumps out of the window and shot, he's shot in the leg. It's funny, actually, we haven't mentioned that both Andrew Robinson and the guy playing Gonzalez are both in Dirty Harry, aren't they? Yeah. And the guy playing, playing um, Gonzalez was Dirty Harry's partner and he got shot in that as well. So who would you rather have as a partner, Cobra or Dirty Harry? It's a bit of a no-brainer, really, isn't it? It's got to be Harry, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, at least, he, at least Harry never looked like he smells. Half the time, I'd be worried that Cobra was going to shoot me. Well, yeah. You never saw Dirty Harry spin his gun around, did you? No. Or try no. and take someone out with a throwing knife. Yeah. You yeah. know? Dirty Harry all the way. I think so. I think so. Cobra calls for Gonzalez, but can't find him. Ingrid starts the truck, and Cobra jumps into the back as he's gunning gang members down. Some of these gang members, the way they die, I mean, they're leaping through the air, aren't they? Well, you see, they're, they're possessed by the same power the shopping trolley had. Nice callback. Very good. Right. <laughs> the truck crashes through a barricade of fiery cars in which now they have to leave the truck, and they run into an orange grove. Yeah, I know where you're going. Co- Cobra is throwing grenades at the chasing gang. Mm-hmm. Ingrid and Cobra become separated. A sniper has Cobra in his sights, but misses. This, mm-hmm. this sniper's useless. Takes out an orange, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Ingrid runs into a factory. She sees a guard and screams for help, but Nancy shoots him and hits some of the equipment in this factory, this really big industrial factory for an orange grove. What the hell kind of oranges do they have? I mean, it's a smelting factory, isn't it? It's got, like, huge vats of molten lava in the Fire, welding... I didn't know oranges were so tough. Maybe, maybe you need uh, some severe, uh, you know, heat to deal with with oranges. You don't know. Have, no. you ever, have you ever done it? Have you ever worked with an orange? Nope. I am totally in the dark about orange growing and orange making. <laughs> like or smelting. Smelting, matter. yes. So they could go together quite well. Oh, and have you noticed as well, just, just in case you missed it, oranges, mm-hmm. more produce. Oh, yeah, that's true. I had mm-hmm. missed it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Cobra is moving around the factory, t- trying to find Ingrid and avoid being killed. Ingrid is running around also. Cobra plants a grenade, and as two gang members get closer, he shoots the grenade from a distance, blowing them up, and then he breaks the neck of another one, and he's destroying some of the factory. Now, in a previous podcast, you said you hate scenes where people are moving around. Like Picking factories. people off. Yeah, is this one of those kind of scenes? For you? I couldn't say it was irritating because it wasn't anything. Okay. It just wasn't anything, was it? I mean, there was, right. no, there was no urgency to any of it. 
And how did he know how to work out for these controls? Because, I mean, he's flicking switches and all kinds of stuff, wasn't he? Making fire shoot out of walls. Or maybe he's just randomly flicking switches and seeing what happens. Well, he's pretty lucky because at one point he turns something and some fire shoots out of the floor and burns a couple of guys. Maybe he's just as surprised as we are that an orange <laughs> factory has all this equipment. It could be true. I used to work there. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, previous mm-hmm. job. Maybe he led them there. On purpose because he knew what it'd be like. Yeah, ah, see? okay. All he's right. not a dumb. He's not a dumb idiot. No. Awesome 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the night slasher and Nancy continue to search for Cobra and Ingrid. Meanwhile, Cobra knocks a barrel of oil over the useless sniper. He lights a match. You have the right to remain silent. And drops the match on the guy who goes up in flames. Again, standard police procedure, I think. Yep. I, I was waiting for, um, when, when he did tip the stuff over the guy, for a split second, I was hoping he was going to melt like the guy in Robocop. Mm, but he didn't. Didn't happen, no. No. They don't have acid and orange growing factories. They don't have smelting equipment either, but, you know. No, the acid would be a step too far. Citrus, though, it's a bit acidy, isn't it? Ooh, yes, that's true, that's true. You imagine you just got it in his lo- eyes. You imagine yeah. if he poured a lot of orange juice over him. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> it's like, mmm. <laughs> all that vitamins. All that got vitamins it in your eyes? You ever got it in your eyes? Smart. I'm, I've, never, uh, I've never squirted orange juice in my eyes, no. You've never accidentally, you know, cut into an orange and it squirted and hit you in the face? You mean, have I ever cut into an orange and then accidentally had it squirt in my face? Because I don't think you ever accidentally cut into an orange, do you? Is that all right? Is that what <laughs> yeah. It's like you're just walking past with a knife, trip over, stab an orange. <laughs> oh, I've accidentally cut into this orange. <laughs> well, either way, it's going to hurt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Nancy finds Ingrid. Die, bitch, she says. But Cobra kills her. Mm-hmm. The Night Slasher grabs Ingrid, but is forced to let go when Cobra opens fire on him. And the audio at this point is now sounds like the noise you hear when the monolith appears in 2001 for some reason. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I thought that as well. Very weird. It all gets a bit atmospheric, doesn't it, after yeah. not being for so long? <laughs> did you notice the big hook that drifted past the night flasher yes, as he... I did, I did, I did. You think yes. That could be, could be important soon? Might be, might be, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're searching for each other. The Night Slasher pulls out his knife. Cobra uses his terrible distraction methods to attract attention to himself instead of distracting the guy by throwing a chain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Meanwhile, Night Slasher, with the same kind of enunciation ability as Cobra, starts talking nonsense. We are the hunters. We kill the weak so the strong will survive. Won't the strong survive anyway? Because, you know, the strong. (laughs) The strong. And the weak. Don't they probably not survive anyway because they're weak? Why would you have to kill them? <laughs> you know this all makes perfect sense to Cobra, though. Okay. Meeting of minds. That's oh, what that's is. what it is. Right. Did you I mean, know, they, they... I, I, I did read on the trivia that um, at this point, Brian Thompson had to do this entire speech to a crew member because Stallone was gone at that point. Hmm. Well, if you think about it, if I mean... The two of them, all you're getting is... Right? But he complained that he didn't get much back from Stallone. Well, you won't if he's not even in the room. Exactly. <laughs> so he's, he's screaming. He says, you want to go to hell, pig? Go to hell with me. It doesn't matter, does it? I mean, this whole dialogue, it's not exactly... I watched scene beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate, is it? Can you imagine Stallone trying to say that? I, even I have trouble. But it's not, you know, Shakespeare we're dealing with here. 
<laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> Where the future finishes, Nate Slasher. No, your history, says Cobra. And he has his gun on him. But Night Slasher says, you won't kill me. You have to take me in. Has he not been watching the news about Cobra? Does the phrase unnecessary deadly farce not ring a bell? Maybe they haven't got a TV in uh, Axe World oh, where he lives. You know? uh, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Of course, Night Slasher. Maybe his, t- maybe his TV's been axed. Oh, got a cold sweat suddenly. Of course, Night Slasher makes the mistake of saying the courts will just claim he's insane because the courts are civilized. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, replies Cobra. This is where the law stops. And I start, sucker. <laughs> For some bizarre reason, I remembered this line, but I thought it was from Judge Dredd. And it, well, the whole feel of the a film is actually more akin to Judge Dredd than Sylvester Stallone's version of Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So then Nancy, who we felt was dead, appears from nowhere and jumps on Cobra, and Cobra mm-hmm. fires his gun, finally killing her but running out of bullets. Now to extend the running time, he has to fight the Night Slasher hand to hand. You're not being cynical. <laughs> Maybe a touch, but it's okay. fine. <laughs> so they fight and they head towards the burning furnace of lava in this Orange Grove factory. Mm-hmm. Night Slasher has the upper hand, but Cobra manages to break free. There's more punching. A lot more punching. And then Cobra pushes Night Slash onto a hook that carries him to a flaming torch archway. What the hell is this factory? <laughs> have you never seen those factories that have got, that have got flaming torch archways just randomly dispersed? Have you never seen those? It's a health and safety nightmare. <laughs> it was the 80s, remember? Oh, that's true. Nobody cared. Nobody cared about that. Right. A nice callback to the uh, hook, by the way, though, wasn't it? Yes. That, that yes. was from literally three minutes ago. Oh, was yeah. it even that long? We, we should have had the hook slowly drift past in scenes all the way from the beginning. That would have been better. Instead of the axe. <laughs> just, just a hook glides An orange past. orange on it. Ran, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> so then the night slasher burns, and that's really it for the axe gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all axed. I'm going to do it again. So after Cobra... They've got the chop. They've got Co- the chop. Co- Cobra, Cobra finds Gonzalez and he's placed in an ambulance. Captain Sears tells him he did a hell of a job. If you need anything, just say the word. Cobra asks for his car to be replaced. Sears tells him, oh, that's not in the budget. <laughs> it really isn't. Monty says, no hard feelings, but you really overdid it here. I'd have looked for a more subtle solution, but then, hey, that's not your style. No hard feelings. Cobra shakes his hand and punches him. No hard feelings, pal. Do you get the impression that maybe that Monty character was only in the movie just for this final scene where he could punch him? Yes. Yeah. Sears offers him a ride, but he's going to take a motorcycle back with Ingrid. And he rides off into the sunset with another unremarkable song playing. And that's it for Cobra. Well, that was a a movie. Almost. Well, technically it was a movie, wasn't it? Technically, it, it went at 24 frames a second. Mm-hmm. Had a beginning, a middle. And an end. Yeah, involved actors. Sort of. <laughs> so, you want to go first? Um, I don't have much to say. Okay. <laughs> I think it's one of Stallone's worst acting performances yeah. to begin with. I mean, he doesn't re- He looks, as I said, so laid back that he looks like he's not even trying. Right. And when he does try, it's still awful. The film is, 
it's so cliched and wrapped up in its own ego, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, and it looks like it's been cut to shreds. When you know it's been cut to shreds, you can see it even more. Right. As you say, it could be night, it could be day. You don't know what the time scale of it all is. And even the action, apart from one good stunt when the car crashes through the the boat, that is mm-hmm. a nice little stunt. Right. I think the action's not even that well shot, is it? I mean, no. there's nothing spectacular about it at all. Right. All all the characters are all caricatures, and I mean, there's there's so many better examples of '80s cop movies. I mean, you've got Lethal Weapon, you've got Last Boy Scout, you know. You're going you're gonna to tell me now that Last Boy Scout was a 90s movie, aren't you? I'm just curious. I think it was 89. <laughs> is it going is it gonna, is it gonna to squeeze into that? Oh, 80s. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. 91. Oh, bugger. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, I still think it's a better movie than this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know... Apart from the fact that it's one of those films that's probably a good a good watch if you've got friends over and you've got a few beers because mm-hmm. it's because it's funny. It's terrible. I mean it's really bad. And it's it's definitely a no for okay. me. It's funny, it's one of those films that has this cult reputation that everyone's like, Oh, it's really a good film, even though people other people say it's not. And also it did really well at the box office when it came out. Mm. And I know people listening are going to go, how can you hate Cobra? It's a great film. And I was hoping I would enjoy it because it is one as a kid, a teenager. I remember it. It's funny, actually, because I wasn't sure where you were going to go. I wasn't sure. I right. thought maybe you could go the other way, that you'd defend it. No, it's it's a horrible film. Mm. It's boring. It is. There's, there's whole moments where you just kind of switch off. Like and, the, and the scenes between Bridget Nielsen and Sylvester Stallone are just... So wimpy and pathetic. It's empty space, isn't it? Let's face yeah. it. When they're when they're on screen together, it's empty space. You might as well just shot the wall. It does have a few good lines, but then yeah. it has a whole yeah. slew of bad ones. I'd be interested to know where where the lines came from. Whether whether Stallone thought up all the lines, or whether the right. good ones weren't his. Right. I'd, I'd the, lay odds that it was the other way around, wouldn't you? Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. The action is pedestrian at best. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't get it. It's it's not a good film. Do you think people will tell us we're wrong and tell us why we're I mean, I'd love to be told why people think it's a, a good movie. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's a miss. Yeah, it's definitely a miss for me as well. All right, so that's it for Cobra. So on our next episode of Retrospection, we're going to be taking a look at Highlander Endgame, which do you know which number that is in the Highlander series? I think it is... Technically, Highlander Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But so it's the one that it's the one that combines the the movie universe and the TV universe together right. in a big high budget extravaganza. If you'd like to suggest a film or TV show, or simply just get in touch, then you can email us at retrospection at email dot com. You can find us on Facebook, and you can reach us at retrospecky on Twitter. Uh, You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can find all the themes and songs from the films and TV shows that we review. Good luck finding one for Cobra. Yeah, I'll do my best. On our Spotify playlist. So that's it for this episode of Retrospection. Thank you for listening. My name's Colin. Goodbye. And I'm Paul. Bye.